The question that I probably dislike being asked the most is, where will you be in five years? It's good to look forward and it's good to to think ahead and, and to dream. I'm not knocking that at all. But I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back when we go about goal setting in that way. If you would have asked me five years ago where I would be right now, I would have completely undersold myself. Not because I don't have confidence in what I'm doing, but you simply don't know what's going to happen, right? So understanding that a lot of life is showing up consistently with a positive attitude, but also seeing what's going to unveil itself and being ready to take advantage of those opportunities if they feel right to you. What is up, everybody? Nick Schockboard, Joshua Johnson back again for another episode of the Agency Algorithm. And today, usually, usually, I'm having to chase this person around. I'm having to find it because she's all over the place. And she was actually just got back from social media marketing world. The one, the only Molly Pittman. Molly, how are you? Woo. I'm awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Hi, Josh. Hi, Nick. Hi, everybody listening. I am super grateful to be here. Well, the it is a little bit of a fresh timing on this. I just want to get a quick update. I haven't I wasn't able to go to social media marketing world this year, but what is what were like boots on the ground? How are everyone feeling? Because look, 2023 is a little bit of an interesting year so far. We're coming off of 2022. What's the vibe down there? How was it? Yeah, it was cool. I think this is the sixth or seventh time that I've gotten to speak there. And this was the best one I've seen. You know, obviously the whole event landscape with marketing and business has changed a lot the last few years. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I felt like they responded to it really well. So things like, you know, there used to be 15 breakout rooms, which is fun because you could have a bunch of different topics, but the rooms were smaller and the energy was a bit different. So they decided to squish things together a little bit more. I think there were three or four rooms. So it was awesome. There were people sitting on the ground, like they were hungry for the information and the connection. So we got to see lots of, you know, familiar faces and meet some new folks. So I love going to events. This is true, which I mean... We we had ours scheduled for San Diego earlier this year before the flooding and everything happened, and we kind of had some unfortunate situations. Um, we'll obviously have our event coming back in May in LA, which you'll be out there for. Well, and well. so updating a lot of these areas is look if you if you don't know who Molly is and what she's done in the past, I'm gonna actually pass the mic first so she can kind of give a little bit of a launch because her her journey to becoming an agency owner, her journey to becoming into this world is a little bit atypical from how. Maybe you, the listener, how Josh and I got started. And I really think it's important that everyone's path is a little bit different. Needing to kind of highlight, especially someone that's been doing this at a high level for a very long time. So Molly, I would love to hear kind of just like the start story or the origin story of the one, the only. Sure. I'll I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I think the, the main point to cover is that I never meant for any of this to happen. So like as a little kid, I wasn't like, I can't wait to be a marketer or, like, you know, even in college. that's all of us. That, <laughs> yeah, that was not the plan. I've always been interested in business, but this was not like a, Molly sits down and creates her 25-year goal and it's all unfolding. So just a, a little preface Good. there, uh, because I think the question that I probably dislike being asked the most is, where will you be in five years? Because I think yeah. that it's good to look forward um, and it's good to to think ahead and, and to dream. I'm not knocking that at all. But I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back when we go about goal setting in that way. 
So like if you would have asked me five years ago where I would be right now, I would have completely undersold myself, not because I don't have confidence in what I'm doing, but you simply don't know what's going to happen, right? So understanding that a lot of life is showing up consistently with a positive attitude, but also seeing what's going to unveil itself, right? And being ready to take advantage of those opportunities if they feel right to you. So that's really been my model the last I think I've been doing this 11 or 12 years, grew up in Kentucky, worked at a bourbon distillery in college, Buffalo Trace. If you guys drink bourbon, you probably heard of Buffalo Trace. They make Patty Van Winkle and a bunch of the big bourbons that you see out there. So I got to learn a lot of old school marketing stuff there, right? Like Pappy Van Winkle in L.A., Nick, when we go, we'll probably look on the bourbon menu. They're a shot of Pappy's probably $200, $250. Why is it $200? Yeah. Super expensive. Why is it $200, It's because there's scarcity. They created a huge brand story around this brand, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, and there is a limited supply. So I got to learn the fundamentals of branding and marketing and having a product people really want and creating scarcity around it. But it was super old school. Like they were doing nothing on the internet. We're talking billboards, print ads, like newspapers, right? So I thought, okay, this is cool, but I want to do something more. So my advisor in college said, Molly, you should move to Austin, Texas. I'd never even heard of Austin. I grew up in Kentucky, small town, like, hey, you don't really (laughs) look out to the world in a big way. So I moved to Austin, found an ad on Craigslist for a paid marketing internship, got that internship. It was with digitalmarketer.com, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of. (laughs) I think Perry Belcher wrote the ad who was also from Kentucky and was a business partner at the time. So I was like, okay, I get this guy. Like, I kind of trust him. I think there's something here. So we went through a three-month program, internship program, where they would teach us a concept in marketing and then they would have us go apply it and do it on a fictitious business. And then we would present it to the rest of the company. And they weren't looking for like the best ideas in the world. They were just looking for who can figure it out on their own, who can teach well. And so I was lucky enough to be one of four out of that group that got a full-time job at the end. So it was like straight up like a TV show, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, all competing yeah. for these jobs. And so I was lucky to get that job. They placed us in different companies. I was placed in Digital Marketer. And I started to get to work with Ryan Dice and those guys and truly learn. I started in organic social, building members areas, like whatever they needed done for the next launch that was coming up. I'm like, cool, give it to me. I'll figure it out. Um, And that's where I met my now business partner, Ezra Firestone. So his first info business he ever launched with them, I got to work on that. And so, yeah, everything kind of went from there. The media buyer left and I said, hey, I think I want to start doing Facebook ads. That looks cool. Ryan said, cool. Here's my Amex. Here's like $1,000. Go sell this product and bring me back more money than I just gave you. (laughs) I did that and things went from there. Ended up becoming the VP of marketing, really figuring out how a marketing team functions and runs and getting out there teaching and speaking and five years ago, went out on my own. And that's when I've always had clients. So I've been doing agency type stuff, right? And doing marketing for other people, but had never systemized it into a business. So Ezra called me, he said, dude, I've got smartmarketer.com. I don't have the time and attention to give it. You're an amazing educator. 
come over here, be my business partner, and let's grow this thing. So yeah, the last five years, we fleshed out the info side of the business, added some higher ticket offers, and launched an agency about um, a, a little less than a year ago. That's going super well. I think we're spending $200,000, $250,000 a day right now on about 15 clients. So we're really going niche on clients yeah. we know we can help. Um, and yeah, I moved back. To, there, there's so much to say, you all. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I moved, moved around a bunch after I left Texas, moved to Colorado, moved to Amsterdam for a couple of years, uh, met a Dutch guy named Papine who is very organized. That's what held us back from the agency. We'll talk about this here in a little bit. So he's right. running the agency. So the moving around had benefits other than me being a free spirit. <laughs> and then, yeah, moved moved back here to, to help the community a few years ago. So also launched a dog rescue, which I think we'll talk about. So right now, Molly's main focus 2023 is grow smart marketer, you know, keep, keep the balls in the air on that side of the thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, save as many dogs as I can. There's so much to dig on that. I'll, I'll, before I have a, a list of questions, because that's, that was a story I was hoping I was going to get because there's a lot of things that I've had notes on. I'm like, I hope she brings it up so I can ask about it. So we're going to get two seconds, guys. I'll talk to you guys right after this ad break, um, and we'll see you in a second. Hey, I also want to tell you guys about uh, our other company called Constant Creative with two Ks. Um, and if you're looking for on-demand editing at any time all around the world at a rate that makes total sense, you guys can find us at constantcreative.com. Okay, we are back. So you, again, the stories that come out of this, first off, the legends that you've been able to work with at the time that you're able to work with, I think timing is extremely important, right? Like one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about Jake and our opportunity to scale or, or spend against uh, trendy products at that time. It was the right opportunity. We took the right We took that opportunity and did the right things with what we had at our hand. I think you're mm -hmm. the same situation on the digital marketer. I don't know if they are still today, but they definitely were from 2005 all the way to 2015, 2000, even up to 2020. I would say, but yeah. So they're still extremely heavily relevant and have a lot of command in the space on education and. As you saw what Ezra has been able to do on all three of his areas and something that we've, like, I've literally told this to his face, he built a community of Blue Ribbon Mastermind. He built a community around Simplify and the apps around that space, one click upsell. And he also built Boom by Cindy Joseph. So he sits at this, uh, not even to mention smart, smart marketer. So he, he sits at this, this position of, I have a lot of access and insights to how things are operating, which we all know this. Josh says, I know this, you know this. If you're in a position to understand more quicker, you will always be better and you should be able to share and educate those around you, which is something that I know you take extremely serious, Josh and I. I think speaking and I think presenting, I think showcasing and educating the market is so important, yet a lot of other people have such a, a weird feeling about it because there's a quote that we all know, those who can't do teach, right? Everyone always says this stuff so publicly and I think it's crap. If you know and are doing, you should... You must, you're obligated to teach and bring the rest of you along. Mm -hmm. How has yes. education been such a huge part of, of what you do and how you've done it for so many years? And why well, is it still such a big part? Yeah. And people also don't realize that a lot of us learn through teaching also. So I learn as much through teaching others as they do learning from me. So, you uh -huh. know, we get this all the time. If you're making so much money in your businesses, why would you teach? And I'm like, well, who said it's all about the money? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, you're looking at it so short-sighted. And think about it, like we've got a mentorship twice a year that we teach 150 businesses, four months. I work with them every week. Well, I get a lot of the ideas from what I'm doing from looking at, at, at what my students are doing. You know, there's so much value there. So, I mean, teaching in general. So things have evolved, obviously. When I started working at Digital Marketer in 2012, we were one of the only people that was teaching this stuff at the level that we were teaching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now there's thousands of people doing this, which I welcome and I celebrate, but the market is more saturated. It's why if you do want to make money with this, you have to layer in the mentorship, as we call it, or the consulting, right? It just can't be information. It also has to be feedback. How does this apply to me? Uh, but the info for us now is really the front end of the business that feeds our masterminds, that feeds the agency, right? And then we have all of the other projects on the side. So, you know, yeah. for me, teaching is um, therapeutic. It's also part of my purpose. There's so much more to it than making money, but it's also a great business model still, especially outside of the marketing space. You know, I have so many info brands that we work with that are crushing it. It's such a profitable business model, yeah. especially when you're out of the B2B space, right? Um, yeah, so and true. there's so much more benefit than just the transactional part. You know, for us, people will come in, like when we launch the agency, we don't really have yeah. to promote it because it's not just people that follow us as gurus. No, it's people we've helped in the past. Hey, Molly, I went through Train My Traffic Person in 2018, right? I started yeah. my brand. I started running ads. I scaled things up to $10,000 a day. Then I handed it over to this agency and they got me to 20. Now I want to hand it over to you, right? It's it's yeah. part of our customer journey now. Josh, you, you and I both, and this is like the acquisition funnel, right? I'll, I'll spin this into... I even get this today. We did. I did the course with Founder. I didn't. I should have actually came to you guys and talked about doing a partnership on this. I. I it is Founder has been know, fantastic. But there's no. There was. Just I actually didn't know. Them. I, <laughs> I actually look. I actually didn't. I actually so, talking similar to your sense of like I under underplayed because when you're in yourself and you're just like creating, 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 you feel like is anyone even going to like buy this? And then you get like self conscious. And they're like, oh my God, no, it's going to be there or buy it or show up or whatever. So I'm yeah, part well, of the putting great yourself team out there. for sure. And, and, and you also get into an opportunity of you start helping a lot of people and they spend that time, energy and capital with you and you, they start to feel like they know you. And then you're like, mm -hmm. wow, like you just spent eight, 10 hours with me and I've just been looking at you, listening to you for a very long time. I feel like I know you now. It's so weird, but okay. I digress. Yeah. The, the. The, the thing that I think a lot of the agency owners and I think a lot of the people that are thinking about, well, how do I get business? How do I get things coming in? Well, hold on, we've been at this for years. Like we've been creating and giving things away yep. for a very, very long time. We've been building funnels for a very, very long time. And you are the perfect person to understand. It's like, I yes, I sell a, t a, a lower ticket item that's not a, that's done with you or you do by yourself. And then to full service, you've laid the groundwork for it. So when you think about acquiring potential new uh, businesses or potential new brands or whatever, even even if it's um, info or physical, do you think about the funnel update all in? Or are you like, look, we have so much out there already. It's just going to start coming to us organically, which I know when you and I talked early on was sort of like, why would I say no? It's right there. Of course. Yeah. So you're kind of saying like, is there like, how? what does our customer journey look like right now? It, it, 
And is it something that you're actively thinking about? You're like, look, I already have a ton out there. It's just now I have to ask for it. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking about it no matter what, because I know we can always scale, even though scale isn't always the goal, right? Our whole industry is like scale, 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 more, more, more. What if you can just be happy where you are too, right? (laughs) uh, Just just want to put that out there, right? I mean, Ezra says this all the time. A lot of people are way happier at 10 million and making the same amount of money than they are at 50 million with 10 times the amount of problems that they have. So uh, just always remember that. But yes, of course, I'm always thinking about our customer journey. Not that I think it would ever dry up, but the more I can understand the steps people take to get where I want them to go, well, the better I can facilitate that through marketing. So now, you know, for us, it's, We have small ticket courses on the front end. We have lead magnets on the front end. Someone engages with those. We try to liquidate that ad spend with selling them a course or something that's really of no work to us, like our true courses, not any consulting or anything layered on. Then our next level is we teach these live mentorships four times a year, depending on the topic you want to learn, whether it's email or ads. So those are three grand. So that's the next step for someone. And that's really when they get to know us, right? They're like, wow, I see the value in working with you because you just went through my ad account and you totally changed my business. You know, that's when trust is really formed. Um, And it's more than just, I know your voice. You know, we are friends. We we have this connection now. Um, And then the agency is, okay, of all of these people that are in our ecosystem, who do we feel is the best fit for us that we can help in the, in the biggest way. And then the masterminds are sprinkled in there too. So yeah, yeah, we're always thinking about this. Like we just set up a funnel today, Nick. I just went through that lead magnet to course. And there's of course a few little fancy things in there. And then after a week or two, whether they take us up on that or not, depending on their qualifications, hey, do you want to work with us? Um, yes or no, right? Apply here. Yeah. So that's really our our last step. When you're thinking about this and having conversations of, about the agencies now looking, because it's two things, right? How do I get more clients? How do I keep the clients? Right? Like <laughs> when, you, when you think about how this is coming down, this is such yeah, a conversation that you have. <laughs> and you're always trying to like, what is this one doing? What is... And so for, for, for Josh, I know every time you do an education or every time you do a piece around helping other agencies understand, understand and, and getting the front end locked in, are they thinking about it on the way that Molly's thinking about this? Are you seeing them think about, do no. I need to invest heavily in these courses to self-liquidating ad spend? Yeah, no, no, definitely not. And and you're starting to see more people do this, um, especially, you know, what's cool is like we, we see a lot more of it now that people are running more paid ads. Um, that, you know, when you get into paid ads is when you're really trying to liquidate that ad spend. Um, but if, you're, if people are making a push more on, you know, cold marketing efforts on on more organic content, and they're getting a lot of their their clients that way. Uh, we see less of the self liquidating style, um, but I think to, you know, compliment uh, Malia on on her journey. I think there's such a depth of experience here that just, I mean, most of the marketplace yeah. just doesn't have the people that Molly's been around, the the mentorship she's gone through, um, in order to get to a point now that she has such an incredible customer journey for her business, like. That comes with experience. That comes with the yes. people that you're getting mm-hmm. around on a regular basis. And this is what, you know, this is what this conversation here is what the agency marketplace needs right now is because you have a lot of young entrepreneurs and, you know, I love these guys, but people, you know, like your Iman Godzies, your your Joel Kaplan's, these guys are producing very young 
entrepreneurs, very young agency owners, which is great. We we love it. We love, you know, having entrepreneurs enter into the space. I think I think it's needed. But for I would much rather see someone a young Molly Pittman, you know, back in the day where she is going into uh, an internship, a you know, an incredible opportunity and she's just, you know, she's learning and she's absorbing all this information and now she has this wealth of knowledge that she's learned from so many great people that has allowed her to build the businesses that she's built today. And that was my experience as well. Right. And I think Shaq, that was your experience at, at common thread, you know, we're absorbing this information from people that are miles ahead of us. And like, that's what I wish more of our agency space would do because they jump into trying to serve clients before they're actually ready. Yeah. And whether look, that path looks different for everybody, whether you're like me and you work for someone or, or Nick and, and maybe you, Josh, you develop yeah. a skill set that's super valuable. Right. And then you go and do it on your own and then you launch businesses or you are, OK, I just want to be an entrepreneur and launch this business and do it on my own. I really believe you need to be doing it for a long time on your own before you provide the services for other people. You know, I'm not knocking people that yeah. want to start an agency right now, but also think about because there is no doubt that we are going to provide the highest quality media buying that I believe can be provided on the platforms that we know because we just know, right? You cannot replace the fact that together we have worked on thousands of businesses, right? I just have the data points in my head of if this happens, do this, right? And that can only come through doing it with your own money, right? Or, you know, starting with someone else's. So I do see a lot of that in the agency space is so... Um, it's so busy now. And that's why I was hesitant to get into it. But I was like, oh, I think we can actually reach a different part of the market because of the experience that we have. So yeah, re- really cool insight. You 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 took it a little different of an angle because when, at the, and I think it's the culture, I think it's a little bit of the culture that we have right now, which is scale, scale, scale. And you said something very important because it's always been purpose. This is why Unezra obviously found found that partnership towards the end because you've you've had a core purpose that you've been operating towards as there's always had a core purpose and we've all he's the, the, one of the godfathers of the space someone that helped me start himself help chase my partner start and so we right. still look to him for someone that's still educating and providing to this area in the space there just needs to be a bigger why and i think when right. you start to realize it's not just about the cash and it's not just about the things you do like look not many people know about this but um I have I have a crazy crazy deep love for for my animals and my my oldest his name is Luca Luca was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma earlier this year and I don't have children yet I don't have that path and I I'm, I'm excited for when that does happen but when I when I started to realize that like a lot of my purpose was around animals and I've always wanted to support and always wanted to push this direction your purpose is bigger and when I knew that you went back to Kentucky to to kind of fulfill a bigger purpose because the life that we build and the op and the businesses that we operate sure if you, if your goal like my business partner jake is to go build the biggest agency that you can build in the world and make them as much money as you can possibly make in the world if that's your choice or you go build the life that you want to build and have the purpose that you want to kind of fulfill within is that kind of what drove you back to kentucky to build what you're 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 spending some of your time on now yeah i mean look um, my past experiences taught me a lot of the skills that I have in marketing. And it also taught me very quickly that money is not uh, the answer to everything. It actually creates a lot of issues if you let it. And once you get behind closed doors with um, 
and this is anyone in the business space, right? Things might look differently than how people portray themselves on the outside. And so <laughs> yes. if you are chasing what they have, number one, that might not be what makes you happy, even if they do have it. Number two, they might not right. actually be as happy as you think they are. And so that led me to realize, okay, really quick, Molly, you got to figure out what makes you happy and you need to find people that align with you on values, not the yeah. people that are even the best in the business, right? Like not that Ezra is not, but who has, yeah, yeah, the yeah, value yeah. Set that, who has the value set that you do? And it was Ezra, you know, serve the world unselfishly and profit. That is literally how all of us, I think there's 70 of us now operate. We truly operate in that way. I will always make the decision that's going to be more helpful and purpose driven than the one that's going to make the most money. And, you know, what's interesting is those are usually the ones that end up making us the most money in the long term, but they also feel really good. So when I got very clear about that, I started working with Ezra. That kind of gave me permission, not that I needed it, but it did give me permission to not hustle. Right. When you're working with other people that are like, hey, chill out. Slow is fast. Right. I could. We've got tons of mantras and every year that someone works with us, they get a coin with a number on it and one of these mantras, but like slow is fast. That's true. You know, people over profit, you hear that. Um, I started feeling so much better. It was like, whoa, I feel better. I'm healthier. I'm more vibrant. And then the work became easier, right? The, the money started to come. So that really led me to coming back here, back to Kentucky. I miss my family, but also it was like, cool, this is a place that needs more forward thinkers, needs people with resources. And um, I and wanted to point. do something that had nothing to do with the internet and nothing to do with money. Um, <laughs> and having a dog rescue is actually something I've always wanted since I was a kid. I found a letter that I wrote when I was seven that said wow. I would live in a house with my best friend and be single, which is interesting. So I wasn't going to have a guy, okay. <laughs> but I was going to have seven dogs and be a vet. So I was headed in this direction in some way. And um, yeah, that work and local work fills my cup in a way that the internet can't and they really feed one another. So yeah, I think it just all goes back to values, working with people that say, have the same values as you do. Also realizing that it is okay to spend time, money, resources on things that do not make you money, right? Because there are more important things in life than what you have in the bank. And that uh, is energy. Yeah, it's so important because this, and and so we do, I do calls on um, on Mentor Pass for, for people talking agencies and brand and stuff. And I'm I'm waiting till it gets to the the dollar amount because they said that they would match it. And once they match it, that it goes straight to to uh, Molly's Molly's uh, sanctuary. And it's it's big. It's Thanks. important to me. Thanks. And I think I think the That's purpose amazing. around like marketers saving dogs is something that I want to as we as we look to wrap this up. I just want to have a little bit more about this because this is who this audience is for. And I know there's a lot of people like Josh who has three of rescues of his own, like me, who, who does more for my animals than I really want to admit. Um, as I <laughs> I wish I could show you, but I obviously have them tattooed on my body. So it's like, it's going to be an it. interesting conversation with my kids when I have them. Um, like, Daddy, where do I get to go? I'm like, uh, I don't really have any space No space anymore. left. You're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but yeah, I wanted, I wanted to kind of end with this of like, give me your call to action on the, this is the only call to action I would ever allow anybody, but marketers for dogs is, it's the right thing. 
Yeah. Okay. So marketers saving dogs is going to be an online series that I'm doing in the next few months that we'll definitely send out to your audience if we can. Um, and this is a way for you guys to get cool content and interviews, but also donate towards the dog rescue. Um, our rescue is called Kentucky Saving Them Together. It's a long name. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. That's usually the best way to donate if you want. Just look up Kentucky Saving Them Together. You'll see our page. Nice. You can hit the donate button. But yeah, last year we saved over 2,500 dogs from euthanasia. And wow. I actually keep about 20 dogs in a barn at my house. We've got a whole foster network. But um, I also thank you for, for letting me say that. And I yeah, also there is a, a lesson in here, too, for us that work on the Internet and us that um, we call we call it a report card kid. Right. Like I grew up really caring about my grades and the scoreboard. Right. I played soccer like you, Nick, like very competitive person, very like. I want to be winning. And I like that about myself. That has got me here in a big way. I also need to balance that part of myself because that can lead you to a place that is unfulfilling in the end, yeah. right? Like who wants to spend their whole life competing, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And lot, I will tell you that whatever it is you are passionate about, a great way to balance that is with something like I'm doing with the dogs. It doesn't have to be the dogs though. It could be woodworking, but something you can do with your hands that does not require sitting down and staring at a screen. That has been one of the biggest aha moments that I have had about this is like, wow, as humans, we're actually not supposed to be on the computer all day, right? This is like the last 30 years. <laughs> what did we do before this? Well, we did stuff with our hands that was really simple, that was really fulfilling. And so think about what is my passion? Who can I help? And keep it simple. Keep it local. How can you actually do it with your hand? How can you engage with these people or these animals in person? Because there is an energy and fulfillment you will get from that that you will just never get from online business. Yeah. And it will fill your business cup, which is even better. And you can cross-pollinate those. You know, where does most of the fundraising come from the dogs? People like you all, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I'm using both of my ecosystems to help one another. And, you know, that's a, a model that any of you can use in it. It doesn't have to be animals. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to wrap up on this one. This is like, it's been so special to me, Molly, you and I, have, you've been very important to me at, on my journey and someone that I've been able to come to Likewise. when I needed help. And um, I'm very grateful for that. I'm, I'm excited to see you in LA and get me a couple of dinners together. So thank yeah, you for Nick, the time. I just realized our local airport just got a direct flight to LA, which is a big deal in Kentucky. So, wow. hey, that's like, uh, that makes it even better. <laughs> that is way nice. Dude, direct, no, direct I, flight. I appreciate both of you. And, and Nick, it's been so cool to to watch your journey and a lot of what you're doing. I'm screenshotting and sending to our team, hey, we need to do this. Um, and and you guys are inspiration. So thank you for, for having me here. Of course. Agency algorithm guests, you know where to find Molly. She's everywhere. She's Molly Pittman everywhere. Um, smart marketer. If you love dogs as much as we do, or love animals as much as we do, definitely check out where she got. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, again, have a great, great day. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify. Find us on YouTube. Um, that's that's agency algorithm on the triple triple whale network. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.